0: Welcome to the Magic on the Inside podcast by the Sisters Enchanted, where we chat magic, hot topics, personal development, and good old-fashioned life. Brew up something delicious and sit with us for a spell. Welcome to this episode of the Magic on the Inside podcast. I'm Sarah, founder of the Sisters Enchanted, where it's our mission to bring everyday magic, conjure more joy and intuition in women's lives all around the world. And in this episode, I chatted with one of our magical mentors and I'd like to call her my friend Brandy, the owner of Witchy Time, all about her experience as a witch in this modern world and what that looks like in her life. So sit back and listen in. Hey Brandy, welcome to the podcast. Hi. <laughs> um, I am joined today with Brandy Schaefer of Witchy Time. Brandi is not only the owner of Witchy Time, she is also a Sisters Enchanted community member, a longtime community member, one of our magical mentors, and I think an all-around amazing person to get to know. And I always love chatting with Brandy over Zoom. For whatever it is that's bringing us together. And today it is talking about everyday witch life and all that good stuff. So Brandy, do you want to tell us a little bit about you real quick? Just like, you know, the nitty gritty who, who you are. <laughs>
1: Um, Yeah, so my name is Brandy Schaefer. Um, Like Sarah said, I um, am the the owner of Witchy Time, where um, it's our goal to make magic through cleaning creations in everyday life. Um, I also am a mom. I have five kids. Um, I'm married, and we have a million pets, and I work all the time, so that's a little (laughs) bit about me.
0: I know. Whenever I hear, like, we chat about stuff, and we'll So Brandy is one of our magical mentors, which means that she is in our astrology program, our holistic witchery program, is also a magical business owner, and she's been in the society of business witchery. And so I've talked to Brandy so much about just like witchy time and all kinds of things. And every time we get to chatting and then she's like, oh, well, I just didn't get this done or whatever. I'm always like, you have like a million kids. (laughs) I don't know how you get anything done. (laughs) Yeah. Apparently five in my brain is a million.
1: <laughs> oh, it really is. I thought after one, I was like, oh, once you have more than one kid, it's like, who cares how many? But then they all became high schoolers. <laughs> so That's so much. I can't even imagine. Um, so,
0: Brandy, what we've been talking about is the word witch and how, you know, there's misconceptions around it and and so many people use the word witch in different ways. Like it doesn't, I don't know really anybody who has like a cookie cutter. This is what a witch is. We all seem to come to this word in different ways, apply it in different ways, and it means different things for each of us. So the word, your business is obviously called witchy time. So (laughs) I would imagine you use the word witch in your life. Uh, Can you just talk a little bit about how you came to be into the witchy world, the world of magical goodness, like what that looked like for you, and was it just like, oh my goodness, this is always here, I love this, or was it something you came to slowly, like what did that look like?
1: Okay, so um it was, it actually took a really long time for me to come to the word witch, which is kind of ironic because I'm kind of a weirdo, um, <laughs> And I'd say probably, like, for me, when I was, like, around 13, 14 years old, I started exploring, um, like, being a witch. And at that time, like, oh, gosh, that's, like, the early 2000s. So um, everything seemed to involve Wicca. (laughs) And um, I didn't find that, like. I really like really clicked with Wicca. So I never called myself a witch because I didn't want people to think I was a Wiccan. Um, but like I still read like all the books that I could like find on it. Um I know I remember like reading like right off the bat that there were Christian witches and I was like, what? That makes no sense to me. <laughs> um also like at that age, like I had actually um like by choice grown up Christian. It was like an act of rebellion. Um So it was just kind of at that age that I had, like, decided to kind of leave that path. Um, And so when I found Wicca, I was like, man, this seems a lot like organized religion. Um, So it was a really, really slow path before I got past that. Um, At, like, 16, actually, when I met my first husband, I actually ended up marrying into a Wiccan family. So witchcraft became, like, a part of my daily life but um it was never like i learned that it didn't have to be like structured religion so i got to experience um kind of like how to do things your own way um, and was like exposed to like rituals and our rituals like while they might have had a plan to start off with they usually like ended up in silliness and chaos <laughs> so that really helped me out a lot with like being like okay like i think i really am still this witchy thing um I've, like, always, I've read tarot since I was 15. Um, I remember being, like, eight or nine years old and watching my mom do tarot. My mom's not, like, ever called herself a witch, but, like, looking back and growing up, like, I grew up with a witch. (laughs) That was also kind of interesting. Um, And then I guess, like, if you fast forward to about, like, probably eight years ago, um, that's when I started realizing that there's a whole lot more involved with spirituality um, I kind of liked the pagan label. Um, I still have angsty moments where I'm like, I'm a non-theist, but then I found ways that I really like inviting deity into my life. <laughs> so, um, it's a it's a never ending journey, but, um, I really started to own the witch, the word witch, because I was like, nature is where it got me. Um, so, um, like I'm, I'm actually an herbalist. I guess i never thought to label myself an herbalist, but I am. Um, and so, like, nature was really what, like, brought me to the word witch. And also, it's really ingrained in um, what I do at witchy time, too. So, I think that's it in a nutshell. It's something mm-hmm. you can talk about for hours, probably. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, on this whole, like, crazy journey to where you are Now, did you meet any resistance along the way from other people, friends, family, loved ones? It sounds like you, I mean, you married into a family of magical beings at one point in your time. So like clearly, I mean, it seems like you didn't have a crazy mother-in-law, maybe like some of us do. (laughs) But did you have any people that were like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? It doesn't make any sense. Um, Or like anything in your current day-to-day life with like just taking the kids to school or you know answering questions to
1: people about like just why you are the way you are or why you say things or who you are yeah there's been a couple situations um like the first one I'd say is when my kids were like preschool aged I went through this period where like I made my house look very very muggle. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it wasn't like me, and I realized like I did this for a couple of years before I like kind of like owned back my own individuality, but like I realized I was really nervous about like my kids like being exposed to everything or like their friends' parents freaking out because like I've always le- lived in kind of suburban semi conservative communities um so I was really nervous when they were younger, and I got past that hurdle um and then I'd say, like, the next one that's, like, really come up is, like, again, the um, probably, like, about middle of elementary school or so. Um, I'm definitely, like, there's no way that their parents don't know I'm the witch mom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, their their friends call it the Halloween house. <laughs> um, so I'm just really nervous. Like, some, like, one of my son's first best friends um, has a very, like, rigid Catholic family parents Um, and it like I think after a year or so like it did impact that friendship negatively but like they've maintained friends um, just like the parents and I don't talk. (laughs) Um, So I think they might have been slightly uh, weirded out. but for the most part, like a lot of people, like a lot of parents have found me through social media and stuff, and I don't like keep it closeted. And like everybody seems to just kind of like stay in their lane, which is pretty cool. Um, I don't get asked a lot of questions or like weird things or anything. Hopefully, that they're not making terrible yeah. assumptions. <laughs> um, I do um, very much so put on like a facade. It's not a facade, but like for me, like being a witch isn't about like, sacrificing to the dark lord or anything right Um, and so i think people like the fact that like i am drawn to nature-based spirituality and just really enjoy all things spooky i think that does come across um i do have some family members who i'm pretty sure like are freaked out um but i'm like i remove toxic family (laughs) from my circle so i'm not too impacted by it there's, like, an individual I see a few times a year, and I remember I posted an article about, like, eating the rainbow, and I could tell that, like, she, like, got really, like, offended about this. She was, like, what do you mean eat the rainbow? I think, like, she thought LGBTQ or something. Like, she's, like, very, like, critical and freaked out by everything. (laughs) So I do deal with that, and the way I deal with it is minimal contact. Yeah. And like, constantly trying to be like I'm really normal I promise
0: yeah for sure we all have those at least I I feel like most of us anyway have one person at least that we're like oh my gosh just keep them at like a 10 foot distance and just get through this yeah (laughs) and it's not gonna be a big deal everything's gonna be fine (laughs) those people are like the worst to deal with um so, how do you think that your can you point to an like an example or an instance in your life that you can speak to, or just your life in general, uh, about incorporating little magical practices, little acts of witchery, as I like to call them, into your everyday life, which I know that's really what you talk about too, at witchy time. And you can talk more about that, like, well, that's what I'm asking you right now, your everyday things that you do, which I think is a lot about what you talk about at witchy time. Um, But these little acts of everyday witchery, how has that made your life better? Like, how does that, you know, how, how can you see that your life is better because you do these things, these little bits of everyday magic?
1: Yeah, so um the number one way that my life has improved from doing these, like, little acts of everyday magic is that, for one... I feel so much more connected with my spirituality and being a witch because I used to think that like I had to go to all these like really time consuming events and I had to do a million rituals and I wasn't a good witch if I couldn't do those things. And so like I didn't feel connected for years probably um, until I started doing this. Um, and now it's just like small things like making tea every morning. Um a lot of things like when I get dressed for the day, um, repeating a mantra to myself regularly. Um, and then cleaning has not always been my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> and I realized, I started realizing like how magical that act actually is because like it does so much for mindfulness and. Uh, clearing energy so in the morning if I see that like my countertop is like a hot mess I can take like five minutes before I leave for the day um to kind of clear that and it does a lot for me spiritually and um when I get home that's like one last thing to be kind of like to have that low flow negative energy going on so um, I think those are, like, some of the, like, key things I do daily. Um, I pull a card also because, um, for me, when I do a full-on tarot reading, it can take, like, an hour, and it takes a lot of energy. But by just, like, pulling a card a day, that also gives me something to focus on, and I can be done in, like, five minutes or less.
0: Yeah, that is, that is true. It doesn't take a long time to have that little moment of check-in with yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. So what do you think are, like – top three misconceptions people have about people like you and me what would you say are their top three misconceptions I didn't prepare you for this question now I'm asking you yep. for three examples
1: <laughs> I mean it's it's definitely something that I think about all the time um for one I think people see everybody as dark witches um yeah, that is probably one of the biggest main misconceptions that I would think of off the top of my head. Um, I think that you're you're casting spells, you're hexing people, and um, you probably worship Satan. Which I love, Sabrina, but I mean, I think that is the I think that is what comes to people's mind in real life when they think of the word witch. Um, the second misconception I kind of went over it, like was one that I had myself. I think. Um, a lot of people believe that all witches are wiccans. Yeah. Um which is another huge misconception. Um it
0: is. That is the first like I've had a lot of people have misconceptions about me, like for my whole life for various reasons. But the there was this one time, and I know I've shared this story before, but that this woman got on the phone with me about something like comp- had nothing to do with religion or spirituality. But she like heard my business name, and she was like, "So, are you a Wiccan?" And she said it just like that. And I, and I so badly I didn't, but I wanted to be like, "Are you a Christian? Like, why? Like, why is that the first question you're asking me?"
1: <laughs> I can't remember the name of it. There's like a Scooby Doo movie about like witches and the whole thing. Is about, there is like, my Wiccan thing, and I think of
0: that too. <laughs> my daughter got a book from a used bookstore it was like a hard i don't know like a board book it was a scooby it was like in the 50 cent bin and she was little and crying i was like whatever put it on the pile you know and then early it was like within the last 6 months or so this book resurfaced in our home and she wanted me to read it and i was reading it and it's like a two part book but we only have part 1 cuz it was in this like dump bin of books you know And it's about this witch and it says like, she's Wiccan in it. It must be the book for the movie you're talking about. And I was, so, so, I mean, I just read it. My kid doesn't, you know, know the difference. She's only five, but I was stopped and I was like, who was the editor of this thing? Like
1: (laughs) who just wrote this and threw it out into the world? (laughs) It was so bizarre. (laughs) So yeah, there's that. Um, and then, like, I think the third thing for me is, like, there's a lot of, like, picturing people dancing naked under the full moon and that you're exposing your children to that um, or that you're, like, forcing this on them. Um, and, like, in my household, while they are exposed to my spirituality, um, they're, they're not, like, dancing under the full moon naked in a coven circle or anything crazy like that. Um participation in anything I do is fully voluntary, so, um, (laughs) most of it is much more, um, mundane seeming than what people might think of.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I think that that is, that's totally true, a misconception people have, is this, like, vision of animal sacrifice, and nudity, and, like, 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 just, chaos and craziness and like cultish brainwashing or something
1: yeah and they're just like what about the children
0: I know <laughs> <laughs> you're like I oh, don't know my children are pretty normal
1: <laughs> yeah yeah They they all make their own informed decisions so so Brandy, if there's
0: anybody listening to this and they're like listening to this because they're really curious about all things magical and they're like, I don't know what's happening here, but this seems interesting. I'm just really resistant to the word witchery and witch and magic. And I don't really, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this or like hanging out with people like you and me on the internet. What would you have to say to them about the their future potential or just like about this idea of uncertainty?
1: Um, I think that it is a very natural human experience to get to want to attach labels to everything. And um, I would say number one, not to worry about the label. Like um, so many people wonder, like, am I good enough to call myself a witch? Um, Am I really a witch? Like just drop the label first of all. And um, go out and experience, like, your local community events. Um, There is a huge array. Um, I found that, like, some things are not for me. Some things are. Like, I I take what works for me um, and just have an open mind and show up. And, like, um, if you're – like, the number one thing, though, is if you're worried that, like, you're not good enough to be a witch or that, like, you're not – you're not, like – you haven't leveled up enough to be a witch or that people are going to like shun you or like be like, you're not a real witch because you don't do this. Like completely leave that at the door. Yeah. Like if it is something that like you feel called to in any way, do not be scared to like embody that.
0: Yeah, I love that dropping the label bit. And I think that you just mentioned something that I think we we all see people or at least I do, maybe just because of the, I don't know, maybe just because of the position that I'm in, but where I see people who are like afraid to use the word witch, or they're like uncertain about what this means for them. But there is the person too, who is afraid to call themselves a witch because somebody else has told them that they're not, that they aren't good enough, or that because they haven't read a hundred books or done 8 million, whatever I don't know, full moon rituals at this very specific way that they somehow aren't like able or initiated or something.
1: And those people exist. And like, for me, I'm just like, those are not my people. (laughs) And I move on. Yes,
0: they are not my people either.
1: Anyway, well,
0: Brandy, so as I mentioned, you're one of our magical mentors, so of course you can see Brandy hanging out at the Sisters Enchanted, but also at Witchy Time. Um, what's your website, Brandy? It's witchytime.com. And, and Witchy uh, Time, like the
1: herb, right? Yeah. D-A-B-I-M-E. Yeah, I love it. I think it's so clever. <laughs> um, and then I am probably most active as far as social media on Facebook. Um, where you can I think you can find me at witchy time creations there
0: very cool yeah Brandy's got all sorts of magical like um, seasonal tips and tricks and uh, natural cleaning things and really just getting in tune with what's happening around us through what's happening in your home right like that's where we live
1: right in the middle of all of this outside stuff so this is very cool Yeah, the home is uh, where all my magic starts, because when it's a hot mess, so am I. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's my problem in
0: life. (laughs) I think we
1: all struggle. So
0: (laughs) That's why I'm such a hot mess, because my home's a hot mess. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Thank you so much, Brandy. All right. Thank you. Thanks so much for hanging with us on this episode. Be sure to find Brandy over at Witchy Time. And you can follow along with all that we're doing at The Sisters Enchanted. Keep up to date with us. Follow along on social media at The Sisters Enchanted and at thesistersenchanted.com. If you love this podcast, be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or follow along with us on Spotify or wherever else it is you're listening forward it along to a friend. Sharing is caring. And until next time, I hope that you have an enchanted rest of your day.